Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily as we keep you up to speed with the most important developments in the global automotive industry. GM's problems with its defective ignition switch continues to bedevil the company. Now, a lawsuit filed in Texas is asking the court to force GM to tell customers to stop driving their defective cars. For its part, GM argues that the cars are safe to drive as long as customers remove all other keys and fobs from the ignition key. In fact, the Detroit News reports that GM is hiring NASA to conduct an independent investigation to determine if the cars are safe to drive, though neither GM nor NASA will officially confirm that report. Here's my Autoline insight. When GM CEO Mary Barra testified to the Senate and House, to, House of Representatives, she should have driven to Congress in a Chevy Cobalt with a defective switch using only the ignition key. That way, when questioned if the cars were safe to drive, she could have answered, Senator, I drove over here in one of those cars today. And now maybe GM should make a video of Barra driving one of those cars on the Belgian blocks and going through all the other torture tests at the GM Proving Grounds. They sure need to do something to prove to the public that these cars are indeed safe to drive because right now, the public doesn't seem to believe anything that GM is saying. And hey, this just in, GM says it has put two of its engineers on paid leave who were involved on this ignition switch. That's a result of its internal investigation being conducted by attorney Anton Valukas. Okay, now let's swing over to Japan. Toyota is going to start using Atkinson cycle engines in cars that are not hybrids. The Atkinson cycle is more efficient but produces less power. It's used in many hybrids because their electric motors can make up for that lost power. Toyota says its latest version of the Atkinson delivers 10% better fuel efficiency without any loss in power, partly thanks to a new intake port shape that generates a better mixture of the fuel and air, and with cooled EGR. Toyota will introduce two of these engines, a 1.3-liter version with an impressive 38% thermal efficiency and a 1-liter engine developed with Daihatsu that has a 37% thermal efficiency. No word yet on which cars they may go in, and for all you hardcore gearheads that need more details, click on the link in today's show notes to get Toyota's full explanation. Ford sure needs to convince the public that its aluminum F-150 is just as tough as the steel version, so Ford revealed the top 10 torture tests it put the truck through. We don't have time to go through them all, but some of the highlights include pulling a trailer on mountain roads in 120 degree Fahrenheit weather. There's also corrosion tests and off-road simulations. Ford says the new F-150 will have gone through 10 million miles of real-world and simulated tests before it goes on sale. And again, you can click the link in today's show notes to see all of those tests. And in other Ford news, the new Lincoln Navigator will feature an exotic wood that's normally used in yachts or other high-end furniture. 
called Zeracote, I hope I'm saying that right, the wood will accent door panels, the instrument panel, center console, and steering wheel. And just so you know, that Ford is not destroying forests. To get this exotic wood, it formed a relationship with the Forestry Stewardship Council to ensure it is replacing more trees than get chopped down to use for the trim work. Hey, and speaking of Ford, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tonight when our guest will be Chris Swenson, the design director at Ford for the Americas. That's tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on our website, AutoLine.tv. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Kit Gerhardt wants to know, what's included in your diesel sale numbers? Is it just cars and CUVs or does it also include trucks? Kit's asking that, of course, because we're showing how well diesels are selling in the U.S. market. And I'm including all light-duty vehicles, including pickups and full-size vans, which account for three-quarters of those diesel sales. However, sales of diesel passenger cars are now growing somewhat faster than for the trucks. GW Groovy says, I have a 2008 HHR that has one of the defective ignition switches. I've tried to turn off the switch with the weight of keys, twisting with one finger, etc., and it requires a lot of pressure. Are they all defective, or perhaps did some get manufactured with lighter springs? GW, General Motors secretly redesigned that switch in 2006, so your HHR actually does not have a defective switch. You will still get a recall notice, however, because 95,000 defective switches were shipped to dealers and auto parts stores. And because GM did not change the part number when it secretly redesigned that switch, now it has to recall all vehicles like yours because it cannot trace which one might have been repaired with a defective switch. Roman Coke says, why is the Nissan Titan such a sales slug? Is the F-150 60 times better? Even the Tundra has respectable sales numbers. What's wrong with the Nissan? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. But if you come up with one, I'll bet you could get Nissan to give you a million bucks because those trucks are practically salesproof. Noxycat saw our report that hybrid sales are falling and says, I wonder if hybrids just stay on the road longer than other cars so their buyers don't have to replace them as often. Just a thought. Yeah, I don't think that's the case, Noxycat. And besides, if the hybrid segment is not growing, that's because it is not attracting new customers. So even if you were right, it would spell disaster for the hybrid segment. Ramon Rivera says, I think Mary Barra and the GMPR team must take a look at the way Lee Iacocca talked to Congress and the press. That is how a proper CEO speaks. Boy, Ramon, I could not agree more. When Iacocca had to go to Congress to get bailout money for Chrysler in 1979, you should have seen that performance. He barged into that room like a real captain of industry, barking orders at his staff and taking command of the situation. When any of those politicians started posturing or making silly accusations, he practically came over the table at them. That performance alone earned him the respect and the support of the American public. 
And I would sure like to see Mary Barra show the same kind of confidence and command that Iacocca had. That's why I said when she gives her report of GM's internal investigation, she needs to come out talking tough and with all guns a-blazing. Peter wrote in to say, I am stunned at the absence of Dan Ackerson's name in all the GM recall news. How can the chairman and CEO for the last four years vanish so completely from accountability so fast? Well, Peter, I don't think this story is over by any stretch of the imagination, and I believe that Mr. Ackerson is going to be called in to testify. A lot of people in this industry believe he scooted out of town so abruptly because he knew this was going to blow up in GM's face. Mary Barra's testimony suggests GM knew something was up before Ackerson bolted from the company, and if that turns out to be the case, he is going to regret to his dying days that he turned tail and ran. Hey, thanks for all your comments and questions. I think they're part of what makes AutoLine Daily such a must-read source for so many people in the global automotive industry. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.